Hey there, people in the interwebs. It's me, Brandon Noel. Uh, before we jump into this month's uh, episode, well, actually, um, I've hopefully figured out the internet. I'm not the best with the tech, if you've ever seen any of my uh, YouTube videos. Uh, but hopefully we'll be moving to weekly or bi-weekly. Um, and, uh, it, you know, uh, so stay tuned to the feed and, and hopefully the, the, the podcast will increase. Um, this, this episode is, uh, Dirk Gently, Holistic Detective, written by Douglas Adams. Uh, I read this book, uh, before the book club. Uh, this is when I, uh, uh, entered into the, the hat. And, um, I hope you're gonna like it. I really enjoy this book. Uh, Douglas Adams is a really fun author. And, you know, the, the backstory was he, he wrote, um, Doctor Who, was let go from Doctor Who, regime sh- uh, shift, and he took a lot of his unfinished ideas and plots for Doctor Who and created Dirk Gently. Uh, Dirk Gently um, has had multiple TV shows, multiple comic books. He is a science fiction figure in his own right, but very much a Doctor Who knockoff, uh, the poor man's Doctor Who. Uh, but I, I hope you'll enjoy this. I really dug this book. I love Dirk Gently. Um, and uh, yeah, this, this is a fun read. Uh, but before we dive into this week's episode, I just want to say if you want to support this podcast, support what we do, there's two ways you can. You can go to the website, destinycomics.com, um, click on the store link, and, and buy a book. Buy one of our books. 8-Bit Pulp, uh, collection of short stories written by several of the people on this podcast. So you, you can, you can support us that way. Um, or you can go to patreon.com slash destiny comics and, um, or look us up destiny comics on Patreon. And, uh, we have a one tier. It's just a dollar a month. It's called throw a dollar in the hat and you'll get access to all the podcasts. Um, the, the videos, the art stuff, everything that we, uh, that I do, um, for just a dollar a month. And, uh, that goes a long way and I just want to thank you for your support and, uh, for sticking with us even though we haven't been up the uploading as regularly as I should. So with that said, uh, jump right into this month's episode of the Bookies Podcast, Dirk Gently in the Holistic Detective Agency. <laughs> so I'll have to repeat myself. <laughs> How does he really feel, David? Never mind. I'm just kidding. No, I'm keeping it PG-13. Long, dark tea time of the soul. Yes. I've read both. <clears throat> I'm going to read the, say, the long tea time. But I think it's the... Is it in that box? Because if it comes out, I'm ripping that paper up and we're choosing again. No, it's not in the box. Uh-uh. I didn't put the We're not reading any more Douglas Adams books, David. This is it. This is the last Douglas Adams. I didn't now I know why this wasn't a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> and they were right to not make it a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> well, he got fired from Doctor Who before that. Probably because he wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We are rolling, so let's just dump, jump into this one. Dump. Dump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dump. Dave will dump. Don't worry. Dump. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Brandon Noel. Maylene Noel. Bonnie Stallard. Wayne Abraham. David McFarlane. And we are the Bookies. Welcome to uh, this edition where we talk about uh, Douglas Adams, uh, the Dirk Gently Holistic Detective Agency. Um, I put this one in the TARDIS cookie jar. Yep, it's your fault. It's my fault. This is the second time I've read this. And um, you still suggested it, guys. I yeah. did. I did. I would not. Um, I thought it was for punishment. Uh, so, um, the, the book is actually, let me pull up. I have a quote from Douglas Adams describing the book. Um, I love, by the way, his uh, inscription to my mother, who liked the bit about the horse. <laughs> I thought that was pretty that funny. That is pretty funny. Um, Douglas. The only part she liked. Uh, <laughs> Douglas Adams described the book as a thumping good detective ghost horror who done it time travel romantic musical comedy epic. Was he drunk <laughs> <laughs> or high? Um, I still don't know where the musical part comes from because all the music in the book and the music on yeah, the stage tip and the she's playing the cello yeah. and that, but like the book was filled with music. You just, just couldn't, couldn't hear, hear it because it, it was in print. Uh, it was in print. Yeah. It had an awesome soundtrack. Yeah, the sine waves are from oscilloscopes, mm-hmm. an electronic device for measuring. Mm-hmm. So electric currents and stuff. <laughs> um, as Dave was talking about. Uh, uh, Doctor Who Douglas Adams used to work on Doug, uh, Doctor Who wrote several of the uh, key Tom Baker era episodes Bleed Pyramids from Mars was one of his um, he was let go from Doctor Who when they had a, um, a new showrunner come in and he still had Doctor Who plots and themes and so he created Dirk Gently and uh, he got two books with the character Dirk Gently and the Holistic, uh, the Holistic Detective Agency and The Dark Tea Time for the Soul and was working on a third novel when he passed away. Um, he was probably assassinated. <laughs> now, I actually don't know how he passed away. I want to say cancer, but I don't know if... Um, I didn't say specifically. I could be wrong. I, I'm not entirely sure about that. Um, Let me guess. He was... 42. <laughs> <laughs> um, he actually didn't write as many novels as, as we think. Um, no, but we've read two of them for this book club. Yeah, we have. Uh, so Sorry, David. Um, I, I put this in here because I'm a big Doctor Who fan, and I like the idea of Dirk Gently as kind of a follow-up to Doctor Who. I see Dirk Gently as a, a Tom Baker-looking character, um, when I picture Dirk, I flat out picture Tom Baker with a goofy green tie instead of the scarf. Um, I'm seeing glimpses, so I, I guess I'm the only one who feels that way. Uh, he doesn't even own a TARDIS. No, no he doesn't. The The time travel's not him. The no, it's not. I, was, I thought it was going to be. I was disappointed. He doesn't even own a time machine. No, the professor does. Yeah. I like the professor. I will better. say, I could see the... It should have been the professor. The professor was funny. <laughs> At least he tried to be. For an old guy, he was humorous. Like me. I will say, it, uh, 
There were elements of possible Hoovian imagery in there, but I, uh, not all of it. Far fetched. Yeah. On the note of Doctor Who, um, I don't know when this is going to come out, but right now the BB because there was an unfinished, unproduced Douglas Adams Doctor Who script. The BBC is animating that script, and Tom Baker is reprising his role as the Doctor. So that Douglas, the unproduced Douglas Adams Doctor Who script, um, is going to be an animated movie coming up shortly. Uh, it's in production right now. But uh, the, the basic plot of the novel is um, you have Macduff, who is a computer programmer. Richard. He's called by his last name like three times. Yeah. Call him Richard. Richard, but I... I, I understand that you like the name Macduff, but it took me a second to realize who you were talking about. Oh, okay. And yeah. I've read the book. I, <laughs> Let's I'm call him Richard. Richard. Uh, <laughs> Richard Macduff. Okay. Um, Richard, he's a computer programmer. He uh, basically um, gets caught up in... There, there's a ghost. <laughs> God, the plot of this book is... is (laughs) (laughs) There are two ghosts. There are two ghosts. That comes from someone who loves a book. (laughs) He's like, oh my God, the plot. um, Just read the back. Read the back. Okay, the back on the says, um, there's a long tradition of great detectives and Dirk Gently does not belong to it. But his search for a missing cat uncovers a ghost, a time traveler, and the devastating secret of humankind. That's what it says on the back. Uh, okay, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. It lies behind the whole human history and threatens to bring it to a premature end. Sadly, the cat dies. Okay, <laughs> the cat was already dead. dead. The cat was lost. We didn't know what happened to it. Then, at the end, the cat died. Two the years lady, ago. Yeah, the lady said the cat died two years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. I do love that Once line. About the time, time yeah. Just grit your teeth and pay it. Okay, so Brandon, what were your likes about it? Boy, the, the, the first time I read this novel, you got it for free. Um, actually, I think I might have. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually listened to the audio book that is read by Douglas App. Did you get that for free too? I'm not going to discuss that. <laughs> um. But it. First off, I will say Douglas Adams doesn't sound like I would think he sounds. He's very like a meek and mild mannered voice for such a prolific author, and that's the reason why he was drunk. I don't know if he actually ever had any kind of alcohol issues. He's from England. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we get mean letters from people from England after hearing this. I know, right? I don't care. What are you saying about us? We don't know if it's that bad. I don't care. Let's go to the pub. They live in England. (laughs) I live here. (laughs) Everybody hates Americans anyway, right? Okay. We're not that bad, but we are. (laughs) So, um, but when I first went through the book, I think two or three years ago, uh, what I the the mystery that I focused on the most that really like I gravitated towards, believe it or not, was the sofa in the hallway. Like that, like I I needed resolution on the sofa. You get resolution. We do get resolution. Yeah, they cut it out. With well, it, well, yes, but like how, how did they, they get impossibly stuck in the first place? Is what is resolved. Yes. Yes. 
the, the, the time traveling door. Mm-hmm. You know, they opened it, let them maneuver it, and then the time travel disappeared. And the door disappeared, and then they couldn't get it out again. Yeah. But that's why the poor computer couldn't solve it. Poor computer. Is that okay? I didn't get that at all. Mm-hmm. Sorry. They yeah. just got that now. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yes. There are a couple things I was confused about. I'm but sorry, I'll but I would have hammered that thing out of the hallway. <laughs> well, you don't know how impossibly stuck it was, and and we know Richard Dawes do a wonder to furniture. Yeah, but we know um, Richard was not or is not really a handyman. You know, <laughs> he's having this delivered. You know, so. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite mysteries, and then you know, of course. Dirk Gently himself is, is probably the, the one of the best characters in the in the, the book. But yeah, that was what I really liked and, and you know, so Maylene, what was your favorite? I did like some of the dialogue in the book. It was pretty uh, fun. And Dirk Gently you I could see personality wise traces of the doctor. And I would have sought that guy. Like, you know, I I think definitely there were moments that were funny. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. <laughs> no, I know there were parts I liked. There were parts that I did like how um, the, what's the name, Reg? Uh, he goes up the stairs and he's like, oh, don't come back. Or if I come back and I'm not myself, tackle me. He goes up, comes down, he gets tackled. No, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. It was just a horse in my bathroom, and you're like, what? Thanks for taking me at my word. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what? So, um, yeah, there, there are moments, like like small moments like that that I thought were pretty funny. Um, and, yeah, Reg, I loved Reg. He was probably one of my favorite parts of the book, was just all his moments of, like, you know, going in about his day, acting like everything's all normal, and all of a sudden you find out, oh, <laughs> he's really living inside, you know, the, the what do you call it, time machine, <laughs> and you, like, act like it's an everyday thing, you know, and then the whole, oh, and, for him. and the whole bit of him going back in time, putting the salt shaker in the pot, having to wait three days for the guy to sober up. And then coming back and covering up his tan, and that, you know, so that, that I think that whole bit, the fact that he did that just to entertain this little girl at the dinner party, that was really funny. So that was my favorite part was yeah. the joke at the salt stinger with the little girl. Um, I, I liked when they went to uh, where was it? Not Madagascar, the other island, and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and saw the, yeah. the dodo. Oh yeah, that's just my favorite character. He's absolutely my favorite character. He's hilarious. Uh, I mean, you know, he's this old guy. I he's he's more real to me, um, probably than the other characters. You know, he's this funny old guy. I have a dad like that. He's not, he, you're not as as uh, you're not that point of absent-mindedness. Not completely, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, How old is Red? Well, he's oh, really old. Really old. Centuries old. Yeah, centuries old. A couple hundred years old. Because not he say you he was remember living? him talking about when he said he was the like king appointed? Yes, I do that. But how how did he live to be that old? We don't know. We don't know. It's never never, never explained. 
Maybe it has something to do with the fact that he lives in a time machine and it helps prolong his life. For all I know, he's a time lord who's never regenerated. Or maybe he has. We've only seen him as his daughter or professor. It could Don't know. be that this being the red is what the, this appointment with King George is, you know. Yeah, I liked him better. Richard was. Okay, Richard spent way too much time focused on numbers <coughs> and not enough time with his wonderful girlfriend. That's all I have to say. Uh, but, he, I mean, you know, I you kind of feel bad for Richard because he's in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah. a few times and things like that. Mm-hmm. But Reg is my favorite character. Um, well, maybe we'll get to the dislikes. <laughs> the monk was I interesting. I didn't, I didn't I did, okay, that. he was a monk. I did not expect him to, to do what he did, to, yeah. kill, to kill the guy. Yeah. Okay, that guy was kind of funny too. The guy who George would, Royce. yeah, he yeah. just called people to leave messages on their Instagram and forget it if he didn't, you know. Yeah. And the secretary goes around and collects all the tapes, so he doesn't forget. So he, yeah, I kind of thought he was lose funny. Any of that information. Yeah. But I don't know. I, it was all right, you know. Yeah. Oh, I thought I shut I shut the boot. And then mm-hmm. the yeah. yeah. Susan, help me! I'm dead. You're like, it actually recorded. Yeah, we have to erase this. Yeah. Uh, Germany, my, my client. And, that was was and he was off really easy because they realized the time. Yeah. It took the time and knew he was, when he got shot, he was, he, was still at the, yeah. he was still at the dinner in front of a bunch of people, so he but was cleared. If the voice says, help me, I'm dead, it changes the time right. of death. Well, they didn't even good. check his... They went and checked the car phone call logs. Mm. Not the time he said. Because yeah. the time he said wasn't even right. Yeah. They're like, we checked. The last phone call he made was at 6-something. And he yeah. said it was 8-something. So his, his time frame, where I don't know what time, I think it might be blah, blah, blah. Mm. So he wasn't even sure what time it was when he's calling. So they go and check it, and that's how it, you know Richard got off. But, because mm. he was at the dinner still. But, um, yeah. We'll just... Uh, that's good. I'm good. You can go. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's not until you're like halfway through the book that even bits and pieces of it start making sense. Yeah. But we're talking about things we like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are in chapter 36, which is the last chapter of the book. <laughs> Hey, don't steal my idea. (laughs) And they're going to drop Reg off at his place. I mean, uh, Richard, he says, you know, and Reg says, oh, we're already there. You just step out the door. You're home. It's early on Friday evening. You know, and then he goes, oh, wait, can we make a tiny detour? I think it'd be good if I... Good move. I took Susan out for a meal. And he wants to take her to this restaurant, but he just remembered you have to have three-week reservation. So they stay at the same location. They just go back in time three weeks. And, you know, and then Richard hurried up to Reggie's bedroom and phoned Les Brie de Escalator. Mater D was charmed, took his reservation, looking forward to seeing in three weeks. He heads back downstairs, shaking his head in wonder. I need a weekend of solid reality, he said. Uh, who was that that was just going out the door? That, said Dirk, was your sofa being delivered. The man asked if we minded him opening the door so they could maneuver it around, and I said we'd be delighted. And 
it's at that point that the realization sinks in that this sofa <coughs> that is impossibly stuck on the stairs and can't be maneuvered around. In or out. It is in stuck. or out. His computer program was written to solve this problem. To solve the problem of how, <laughs> the, and, and it says it's impossible. The only way the sofa got where it was was because the door of the time machine was there for them to kind of back the sofa and, and start and then it vanished and so it was there till the police sawed it apart but it so just well why I, was the time machine I got first place to get it stuck so that he could go make his reservation they're dropping him off yeah make so that means the sofa is stuck there again yeah, right. that's why it got stuck. That's why it was stuck again. Yeah, yes. still stuck. Yes, it's still, still stuck. So the police saw it apart. By this police yeah. Okay. But, but in this loop of a, of a sofa getting cut in half. Yeah. 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 But the part that I really liked. Okay, when they they go on board the spaceship, and Richard is overwhelmed by the music, to the point that he passes out and he wakes up in Reg's bed because. He, he, he passed passed out because the music totally overwhelmed him. So he's just like that was the music of life itself. It was just amazing. And so they deliver him, and a few minutes later, Richard finds himself running up the stairs to Susan's flat. He arrives. She's playing the cello. He lets her in, and he freezes in astonishment. It says the tune she was playing is one he had heard before, a little tripping tune that slowed and danced again, but with more difficulty. His face was so amazed she stopped playing the instant she saw him. What's wrong? Where did you get that music? said Richard in a whisper. She said, Well, that's from the music shop. What is it? It was from a cantata thing next week, Bach number six. He wrote it. Well, Bach, I expect, if you think about it, who? Watch my lips. Bach, B-A-C-H, Johannes Sebastian. Remember him? Nope, never heard of him. Who is he? Did he write anything else? Susan put down her bow, propped up her cello, stood and came over to him. Are you all right? It's kind of hard to tell. He caught sight of a pile of music books sitting in the corner of the room with the same name on top, Bach. And he threw himself at the pile and started to scrabble through it. He looked up at her in blank comprehension. I've never seen any of this before, he said. Richard, what's on earth the matter with you? It's just box sheet music. But don't you understand? I've never seen any of this before. Well, perhaps if you didn't spend all your time playing with computer music. And the <laughs> thing is, they had lived the entire book in a world where Bach did not exist. Until they go mess with time. And, and Reg did two things when he said, oh, let, I need to step behind this tree and Richard thinks he's going to take a leap. And while they're waiting for Dirk to come back from Coldridge's house, when he comes back behind the tree, he's got three weeks worth of beard growth on him. He, right? he went back to the spaceship and blew the spaceship up so it would no longer be available. But he also recorded some of the music and went back and in some format or another gave that to Bach. Mm -hmm. I saw that. Mm -hmm. And only 
the three of them who came back to the present time period have memories of when, what went on before and everybody else has experienced all the changes but not them and I enjoy Bach and to think you know that these characters have lived in a world where there was no Bach until Reg took the music back to him and to Susan being a musician she's known Bach all her life but to Richard who is time traveling he has never heard of Bach he's never seen it before he's like where did this come from and just gets overwhelmed by the music again yeah, he knows who it is because he heard it before well, no he hadn't he, he heard it he on, heard the, it on the spaceship yeah but he knew the music he, he just didn't know where it, yeah where it and suddenly from. he's like there's speed music for this music that I thought I'd never hear again yeah and now he can hear it he's overwhelmed by it yeah. it, it, it's the Beethoven um uh, they talked about this in one of the Doctor Who episodes the Beethoven um paradox thank you the Beethoven Paradox. If if you lived in a world without Beethoven, and then you found yourself the idea that you can't live without Beethoven, and you went back to the 1800s and you gave Beethoven his sheet music so it can become Beethoven, and then you went back to your own time and now Beethoven exists, who actually wrote Beethoven? Right. Was it Beethoven or was it you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The paradox. Where, yeah. But it was, it was just but, that yeah. paradox. But but it was to, me, <laughs> to me, that was my favorite part of the book. Because Richard, at this point, has gone through so much crap. <laughs> yeah. And that was his, that, to me, you know, that was like his reward that he got there at the end. But when I, when I read that, just, just that little bit there, and it's you know three pages from the end of the book but that was that was my that was my favorite scene yeah very, it, it, did I steal your thunder? no okay alright what's your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part was when Dirk caught Richard climbing up the side of the <laughs> <laughs> that's a great part and um, that was a good part the part where the phone rang and he answered <laughs> and he said, I can't believe you answered it. Yeah, yeah. rule number one of yeah, you don't answer it. You don't answer the phone. And then, <laughs> I run a small class. Okay. And then, Look out the window. Yeah, whatever. Rule was, number two. <laughs> don't stand up and get Or don't tell me where you are or, or don't tell me who, who you, you are. are and like, he would fudge through everything. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my favorite part. That was pretty that, funny. That, that was probably the the only comedy out of the book that I actually got. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I liked that. Mm. Um, I liked the horse in the bathroom because there's a horse I in the just, bathroom. <laughs> I just meet me in the pizza place. <laughs> I just didn't get it. I just thought it was yeah. like whatever. And okay. also another one was when um, what was it? The dead ghost guy, Gordon mm -hmm. Gordon Way. Gordon Way. What he was trying to do in his house, trying to fidget with everything, right. and he accidentally blew up his own house. <laughs> That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I like how it just said this sign. There were signs of he was shot and then he was strangled because he strangled himself. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> that was funny. 
Yeah. I didn't get yeah. that part. Did you yeah. get that part? Because he was upset and he was trying to, and he realized he was actually strangling his own body because he was mad that he was yeah. dead. And then it, later it, on, they say there was there was signs of strangulation after he was shot. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, that's from the ghost. And um, <laughs> even though I didn't understand what the purpose of the electric monk was for, I don't understand it. Um, I thought it was funny and <coughs> when the monk mimicked the police officer and the police oh, officer yeah. turned around and thought he was a crazy guy and, <laughs> and arrested him. He does a couple of the God. Because yeah. yeah. he what he started jumping up and down yeah. and stuck yeah. his finger in his ear <laughs> or something. Yeah. And he turned around and saw that guy do it too and thought he was a crazy guy and arrested <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, um, the the point of the monk was the ghost had originally tried to use the monk to stop the ship from blowing up, and he and arranged for a monk to get here, and then, yeah. but of course it was the broken monk. So yeah, it was the broken monk didn't work out. Yeah, I just just didn't understand that. Just like what? Mm-hmm. I just didn't really get it. Um, other than that, I don't really have anything else that was amusing to me. All right, fair mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, just like just like we'll let you start, oh picker of the book. Oh picker of the book. Person who actually recommends this book to your friends, which I, I won't make the mistake of doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling you guys are going to tear it apart pretty. Yeah, yes, we probably. Careful what you say, Maze Runner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I hadn't read it before. He read it before. <laughs> if I had read the Maze Runner before, I would not have inflicted it upon the rest of you. Okay. Yeah. So now your problem is recommending books based off movies that are good. The movies were good. Um, no, okay. the Maze Runner sucked, and so did the book. <laughs> I have a feeling one of mine is probably yes. Okay. Parts, uh, don't go back. Which one? <laughs> I don't know. One of them, I'm sure. So my, I guess my only complaint is um, it does take a while to get going. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it took me about a while to get going. Yeah, it took me about a month to get going. <laughs> Um, because yeah, mm-hmm. once Dirk does show up, it becomes fun, and, and I became fun for me. Okay, just talk about what you better. I will say, don't try to defend your book. We're just gonna <laughs> laugh. I will say, I think it became be- a little bit better once he joined the book. Uh, it, it just takes a while for Dirk to show up. Which is silly. He's your main character. Yeah. He's your title character. Your title, title character. character. Your title character. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. It's well, that segued into my first plot, is the fact that I took half the book, basically. Is that your only thing? That's yeah, it. That's the only thing here. I like this. It, it took him half the book to come, and again, it's like your title character, <laughs> and he, you're 140, page 143, and I'm like, when is he going to come in now? Um, the fact that I felt some things weren't explained like they should have been. I had to look certain things Absolutely. up afterward. Like the whole, when they had talked to the poet, and, okay, you know, we've stayed to me out of me, and I'm like, I was trying to figure out, well, how did talking to the poet, like, I didn't, it wasn't explained to me. I had to look it up, oh, okay, by talking to the poet, they got him to write a different poem so that the guy couldn't, you know, use, take that, a, use that poem to, to control. Yeah. But I didn't get it upon first reading. I, I asked I Brenda, I said, I Coolridge. Yeah, like, yeah Coolridge. Coolridge. I was like, Coolridge. what did that, I didn't get that part. So I had to look that up, or he had looked it up, and he, he goes, okay, this is why 
It worked. And I said, yeah, okay. Ryan, uh, Ancient Mariner? Yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. The now, whole albatross thing. Yes. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, now I get it. But I didn't get it upon first reading. And I wasn't going to go back and read it again. Um, I actually went back and read chapter one after I finished all the I did it. The <laughs> stuff that really got to me was all the technical computer jargon and stuff, which is totally not even... Like now, it's yeah, it's outdated. outdated. It's not. It's, just, <laughs> it's still mm, computer jargon. I had a Macintosh. It was kind of like you know listening to talk to like listening to someone talk about it and you know telling you what's in the manual. I'm like, I am so bored right now. Can we just? I don't get any of this, and I I get it. You can't always just. Like, if you're talking about something that's a technical expertise, mm-hmm. yeah, especially if you're talking... Your expert needs to at least sound like they are uh, an expert. Yeah, I get that yeah. part. You a reader also. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, you got to at least have one character that they can talk to in layman's terms. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, okay, well, da-da-da, what does that mean? Okay, it basically means X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, the one character can learn things and the reader can learn things if we don't know anything about computers. Or right. if we know minimal things about computers. Or the stuff we know about computers is so far advanced from this that this makes no sense. Exactly. That you're like, what? What? I do love the scene where he gets pulled over by the cop and they start talking about the computers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, those don't work. They were never supposed to work. And maybe you should throw it away. Ah, then the door will open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need to keep the door closed. That's very funny. <laughs> But, like, all that technical jargon was, like, I just, it, it took, it took me a while to slug through all that stuff, you know. So, um, mm-hmm. try to think. Um, the, the electric monk, I understood his purpose, but I couldn't grow to like him as a character. He was just, it was a lot of, oh, I believe this, but, you know, why do I believe this? But then this? I don't then, believe it later. Yeah. After a while, you're just like, okay. To the point where the only purpose I felt he served was to kill Gordon, you know. So, but that's, those were my main issues with it. I mean, like I said, there there were moments that I liked and then a lot of them that I didn't really care for. And those were my main issues. All right. So, I've said it already, but not for the recording. So, this is what I'll say. He takes his story. He's got a plot. Okay. I will give it. He takes his story. He cuts it into jigsaw pieces, throws it in a box, shakes it up, and then just randomly places it. And says, I'm going to write the book in this order. I'm, I'm sure that's what he did. It's ridiculous. Like, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. It's so disjointed. And I like mysteries, and I like jigsaw puzzles, but I shouldn't have to work that hard to read a book. Yeah. Okay? That's all I have to say <laughs> as far as... It, it's just... Like, I literally finished the book and went back and read chapter one. Because, first of all, I read the first five or six chapters several months ago. Mm-hmm. And then it was time for me to read the book of the month for that month. And mm-hmm. and it's slow going. And I was like, well, if we end up having to read it for book club, then I'll read it. But I'm kind of <laughs> done. So <laughs> I didn't go back and reread them when I started. I just picked up where I left off. But I was like, what? So I had to read the first chapter and go, okay, that was the ship blowing up. That was the whole point. Okay, I get it. Okay, the the, the ship that has landed on Bermuda. And that's probably why we had a Bermuda Triangle this whole time. But anyway, um, so. Yeah, I had to, yeah, I don't remember because I read the first two chapters last month and then. Yeah, it was like, so anyway, so I had to like figure out 
And I had forgotten about Susan and her answering machine, but I remembered as I was reading, so I didn't have to reread that chapter. But it, it took a long time for pieces to come together. And some pieces that didn't seem very important at the beginning still weren't very important, really, yeah. at the end. So it felt like, why did you take me on this tangent that I didn't need? Um, I, I will give him the fact that there are bits. There are, there are funny bits here and there. There are things that I was like, that was witty. That was that was humorous. I could picture that happening. I, you know, like uh, I the, just remember the this thing. The poster in, in Dirk's office about his secretary. <laughs> yeah, that Take was the a, poster down. No, yeah, <laughs> 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 conversation or like um, where he hypnotized Richard and then he says something about my aunt and makes him jump in the canal and he get you know. Okay, those are funny things. Okay, I, I can see I can see the humor. But it's like he well, wanted to present really some funny, funny stuff and some possible ideas, and he just never really glued it together properly. There were things that I felt like were more important that were less explained than stuff that really wasn't important that we got too much of. Like Naomi was talking about some of the computer stuff and things like that. Um, or the, he went on and on and on about this boring dinner that tasted horrible. Yeah. And I was bored. Or salt shaker The salt shaker trick was, girl, so, but that was, that was funny because I can see I how being a little kid, if the adults are bored, this kid is ready to fall asleep in her poorly made stew. You know what I mean? So the fact that he entertained her, I thought that was cute. Okay. That was great. I, he used a time machine for a trick for a little girl. Like, it was totally yeah, great. you didn't know that. You didn't know that until later. the end of the book. But what I'm saying is, like, there were moments, but they weren't uh, enough. Hmm. Okay? And, and okay, yeah, he saved the world, and, and to be continued. And I have the other one, because I bought them together in a set, because they were really cheap on sale one day, and that's why I bought it, on my Kindle. And I refrained from continuing, just because I didn't want to... Forget where we left off, and then start talking about stuff nobody read. Right. But I and I, I don't know. I guess I'll probably read it just to see if it gets better. But I wasn't impressed. I was disappointed. Not gonna lie, I was disappointed. And I mean, I've I've read. I actually enjoyed the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I know you didn't. That's fine, David. I know you didn't. Um, but I, I did. I I had it read to me when I was in junior high. And I read it on my own now as being for book club, and I enjoyed it. So I expected more from this. I'd read rather than having read now. having read the Hitchhiker's Guide and having um, seen Doctor Who and how this is supposed to be Doctor Whoish, and it wasn't so much Doctor Whoish for me. Red was more of the Doctor Who than Dirk <laughs> Gently, so I'm still not sure why it's Dirk Gently that's the, the named character. But anyway, mm. I'd rather see more with Red. I'd rather see his whole like. The thing with the dodo. I'd rather 400 see, years of experience. He would be more interesting to have a set of books about than Dirk Gently, who is quirky and charismatic and totally weird. I get it. He's this interesting character, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked Reg Moore, so I don't know. It, it was all right. I feel like Dirk Gently would be kind of should have been the char- the side character that they spun off. In his own, you know, book. Yeah, and he should have done more with Reg. Like, Reg should have been the main character. Reg should have been the main character, and then he was Dirk Gently could be like the spin off character. He, I mean, like he inherits the time machine or something. Some you know that. what I mean? Yeah. Like, because uh, Dirk Gently with the time machine, that could be just dangerous, okay? Mm-hmm. It's worse than the doctor. The doctor helps people. Dirk Gently kind of helps people, but he's weird. 
The doctor a little bit into it for himself. Yes, yes, he is. He's whereas the doctor never was. So yeah. Reg, on the other hand, is trying to help. Like he's trying to save this prehistoric fish and accidentally in in the during the dodo or whatever. He 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 did, uses the time machine to entertain a child who's bored out of her mind. He's not really in it for himself. Um, but anyway, I I, I enjoyed parts. It was interesting. It was frustrating. It was boring. It was <laughs> entertaining at moments. Like it was all of those things. Yeah. Okay, but it was really disjointed, and that's not really my favorite style of writing. I like things to, even if you're going to jump from character to character, I like where they just mesh sooner. Be you shouldn't linear. have to work that hard to figure out the first chapter of the book, and you don't even realize the point of it till the end of the reading. Like, it shouldn't be that confusing. Um, I wouldn't recommend it because most of my friends wouldn't enjoy it. I know very few people who I think would enjoy it. So... I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's different, and it, you, you have to... I don't know. It has to be your cup of yeah, tea. Yeah, which it, it was all right. You're the dark, long, dark tea time. Yeah. It, it was all right, okay? It wasn't great. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was better. This was way more confusing. And I mean, I figured it out. I didn't have to, you know... It, it was fine. I got it, but it took too long to get it. Maybe that was my big problem, was that, like... I know everyone else got things that I didn't, but the fact that, like you said, you had to work too hard to yeah. understand it. It's like, supposed to be entertaining. It's not supposed to be hard work. Yeah. <laughs> I have to think about it while I'm trying to be entertained. Right? I mean, it's not like it's something that was written in older, older, older English where you're having to realize that these words don't even exist anymore and I'm having to really work to understand it because it was written so long ago. I think this is like 1987. Yeah, this is a modern book. I think you have to work too hard to follow it. There are books that are written specifically to get you thinking. There's right. like, you want, right. that kind of book. That, this it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be funny. 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 It's doesn't throw me. So, I, yeah, I guess that's it. I just, you shouldn't have to work that hard to follow a story in the random order he puts it in. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Dad. <laughs> He's trying to decide what page. The pages are being rustled. Flipping through the book, back and forth. You know, I, uh, did you finish it? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I, picked, ran it, I right. picked it up one day, and I had it done the following day. I read it in two days. I'm sorry. This doesn't feel like a book you should speed read. <laughs> because uh, it's confusing enough. If you yeah. read it too fast, you have to read it again to understand it. So <laughs> I reread the last three chapters, four chapters this afternoon before coming. And... It was on the the reread. It's it's just one sentence 
been waiting for Cold Ridge, uh, for Dirk to come back from Cold Ridge. Reg has uh, returned. There's this moment when Richard is looking up at the sky. Reg is looking up at the sky. Oh, Ridge looking at the sky? One of them's looking up at the sky, and there's a little flash of light. Mm-hmm. And, he's and I missed it the first time. Ridge is looking up at the sky, sees the flash of light, and yeah, says, sorry, Richard. And says, sorry, Richard. But he, that, that's when, that it was the day that, that I, I caught he destroyed the spaceship that was orbiting Earth. Well, I, I, missed, I missed that one on the, well, on the first time. Well, he through it, so. Yeah. so. why I don't speed through books. <laughs> So I uh, I don't think I caught that I missed that yeah, it's, a, it's a throwaway it, it's, it's just like a single sentence Reg is looking up at the sky sees the little flash the other two have gone back in and he's about to close the door he looks up at the sky there's this little flash like like a star exploding or something and he says sorry Richard and goes in and that's when you realize he destroyed the shit because you know Richard was like oh I'd love to go back there and listen to that music and just like sorry Richard so you know the ship is gone. Yeah, but he still rewarded him by. He did because back. he saved some of the music first. Yeah, saved the music yeah. back yes. and created Buck. Yes. But the, the you know the other thing that you don't you don't realize in reading the first chapter because it's like the first five or six chapters, each one is writing about a different location, a different event, a different person that all appear totally unrelated. So. You know, it's it's not till till chapter seven that a couple of things start meshing, and that's only part of them. <laughs> yeah, not all of it. <laughs> so, but the the first chapter is the shuttle that Michael was going back to it's and trying to correct the thing. It's the shuttle blowing up. The and power the, in the valley with the things crawling out of the water and yeah, yeah. yeah and you're seeing the red light moving up and then suddenly the big flare and then when the sun comes up the tower is no longer there I don't remember the story <laughs> it's okay you I know, the first two chapters but mm-hmm. you know again they didn't take Michael back so he could get back to his craft Until you know, like the last couple chapters. Yeah, last few chapters there of the book, and so, and it's not till after he goes out the door in the toxic environment, none of them can follow. That dirt gets the final piece of the puzzle to realize this isn't a distant planet. This is Earth. They were coming to colonize Earth when whatever happened happened. And he's, this guy is trying to prevent it from happening, but the explosion that initially occurred is what created life on the planet. The Big Bang, yeah. And, well, not the Big Bang, but, but just, mm-hmm. you know, dot, dot life yeah. started uh, here on Earth, and if he makes it back and is successful, none of us or any other life here on the planet will exist. And so that's when they go back and have Coleridge confusing. Because the guy is just giving him the information that he's thinking is he's writing going to write in his poem and it'll give the guy the clues he needs to repair the ship and that's when Dirk goes in and just starts yammering about this that and the other thing so that he forgets all of this other stuff and slams the door in his face in the middle of the night mm-hmm. yeah but who better to 
make somebody, you yammer on and make somebody forget the dirt. He has a neck. Yes, he has a neck for that. But it just... When you're reading the last page in... I guess it's not bad that things are falling into place, but when you miss the things that are falling into place because the story is so convoluted and you have to go back and read it again just to finally catch those pieces that... It's tiresome. Yeah, I don't think the end was, was well explained as it could have been. But yeah. All right, David. Um, have at it. I really can't add. No, I don't need that. Okay. I really can't add anything to it that I didn't like that Bonnie and Wayne have already said. Um, I just agree with them 100%. There's like little things in there that I just thought were dumb. Um, I get it that it's British humor. I just don't get it, so to speak. Don't understand it. Um, but being a, a stickler for details, um, I just didn't understand how the time machine, the time machine is a time machine. It goes back in time, but I just didn't understand how this thing was moving. I mean, it's like a house or a building or like a, yeah, but a time machine, what's the purpose of a time machine to, to play around with time? It's, mm -hmm. it's not supposed to be moving. Right. How's it? How is it going to Bermuda? How's it going to a space station? How is it going? It's just opening a door. The door. I don't yeah. think that the house isn't moving. It's just this one door opens up and. Yeah, but it's moving. Period. So does the TARDIS. Yeah. yeah, but a TARDIS is a TARDIS. It's meant to be moving. The time machine is a time machine, just like the the H.G. Wells movie, The Time Machine. Just just imagine if there's a but closet and the one closet opens up to different places. The house... That's not a time machine. That's the a, house that's has a, that's a, tr that's a traveling time machine. Yes. They said this is just a time machine. It should still be in the same spot no matter the, the time side. period. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you're You have a problem with, like, if they go back to the 1800s... They'll still it be in the 1800s. They should be in London yeah, 1800s. Yeah, wherever that... Mm -hmm. It will still be technically in... That castle because Cambridge was built in the 1200s. Yeah. You don't you don't care for the magical door that just appears? No, I just thought that was stupid. I actually kind of dig that. And the it answers my chair question. I just <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought the the book was really confusing and I just didn't get it and I don't recommend it. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Right. Final thoughts, Randy? Um, don't get it. Don't get it. Uh, Dirt Gently has been turned into a radio drama, two different TV series, and um, I think two or three different comic book lines. Um, so all yous are wrong. Uh, <laughs> Dirt Gently is awesome. And all right. <laughs> no, he's not. It, you have to have uh, the right palette for it. Mm. It's not for everyone. No. Not for everyone, but it's definitely not the worst thing I feel we've read in this club. It's not the Maze Runner. <laughs> I'd rather read the Maze Runner again. Ooh! Ooh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. 
in <laughs> Spanish. Wow, David. Okay. <laughs> How do you really feel? Thanks. <laughs> I feel it's not the worst thing ever. I know others will disagree with me. Bonnie, final thoughts? Uh, that was my final one. Okay. Done. Good. Uh, I think my thoughts on the book have pretty well been covered. Uh, <clears throat> Return it to the library so they can throw it away. Basically, though, if you look at it, there are four books in the Hitchhiker's Guide series that Adams wrote, and two books in Dirk Gently. So he's written a total of six books. Mm-hmm. He's, okay. not that he's not that prolific. prolific. You look at Terry Pratchett, he has oh over 40 Discworld books. And Terry Pratchett. Plus other stuff. Most all, I wouldn't consider uh, him a, a prolific author because there's a lot of authors who've written more. Yeah. I'm just saying, you can't compare anyone to Terry Pratchett. That's not unfair. Pratchett was a writing machine. Pratchett is to fantasy what Adams was to sci-fi. Yes, but Douglas Adams wasn't as prolific. No. That was the only point I was making. I I don't consider Adams a a prolific author. Because when you compare, like, the only one who compares to Pratchett is, like, Isomoff. They're the only people who wrote that many books who ever lived. You know. Daniel Steele has written that many books. We're talking like 300. Mercedes Lackey has written that many books. Dude, she's written so many different series. I'm Googling She's written a lot of books. That woman's written a lot of books. Because like Isomoff's written 300, more than 300. Okay, so he wrote more than Terry Pratchett. What are they, like 30-page short stories? No, no, he wrote, like... Yeah, but... That's yeah, he also wrote textbooks and like, stuff, too. Yeah. Okay, so... Anyway, anyway. anyway. We can Google it after the podcast. Don't sound right. I don't have any final thoughts. Okay. So, it's come to that time where we pick next month's book. Mm-hmm. Who wants to pick? Yeah, I'll pick it. Are you like, well, if I don't like it, I'm putting it back in there and I'm picking it again. Yeah, but the book, for the next for the next, next time okay. we yeah, 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 yeah. might not be next month, but okay. next time we got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. We had talked about doing children's books, but that's okay. Yeah. We can do that. We can do that time. Yeah, next month we'll do it. Okay. <laughs> I need my glasses because I'm getting <laughs> old. Yeah. Okay, we are reading The Cuckoo's Calling by yeah. Robert Galbraith. Galbraith. Yeah. I think Maylene and Brandon have rigged this box because the last few one of these have been hers or his. Like, they pulled it out. No, it's been a while since I've gotten one of mine. This book better not be stupid. It's a detective novel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks, Bonnie. No, it's it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, this this one was supposed to be a detective novel. This one's not a time travel traveling one. Yeah, this one's not a time traveling who done it ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So, all right. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, we are the bookies. Uh, next time will be the cuckoo's calling by uh, that oh, yeah. Harry Potter lady. Goodbye, Harry. Potter. Bye. So there you have it, people of the interwebs. Um, next month's episode is uh, cuckoo's calling. Well, hopefully next week's episode is cuckoo's calling. Um, by uh, J.K. Rowling. This is part of her 
a detective universe or a, you know we'll get into the authorship of this book in the episode and the controversy behind it it's a fun read it's a good detective uh, modern detective story so uh, there you have it hope you enjoyed this episode please like support share we're a very small podcast um, that has to kind of rebuild our fan base because we've been out of commission for a while Um, part of that was a lot of my fault uh, not uploading as well as we should Part of that is because I was just broke and could, couldn't really afford the bandwidth. Um, the other part of that is, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, we we uh, we've been uh, not up and available for the last two months because I couldn't afford the bandwidth. So um, we're back. Uh, thank you for supporting us, and um, yeah, and I just hope you enjoy this. I hope you're reading. Um, or reading along with us, let us know. Um, you can always comment on our Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com, something bookies. Um, you know, uh, so hold on. I have the internet. I can look this up right now. Ha ha! Internet! Adio Verte. It is facebook.com slash bookies podcast. That is our Facebook page. Please uh, look us up, um, comment, let us know what you think about the episodes. And we'd love to hear from you. We really would. If if you have a comment or something, um, you know, we'll probably read it and talk about it on the podcast because we got nothing better to do. We're just a book club. That's all we are. We're 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 a book club, baby. Uh, I don't know why I added the baby. That was kind of weird and awkward. Uh, but thank you again for you know sticking with us, and I hope you enjoy these episodes uh, next month or next uh, episode is uh, Kuru's calling.